Hey guys, I'm recording this here on April 5th. It's Sunday. Everyone's trying to survive the crisis. Quick note to you guys, we are moving. You know, you used to delay these episodes by, you know, four to eight months after we recorded them in terms of releasing them on the podcast. We've changed that. A lot of these interviews you're going to hear over the next many months are going to be ones we recorded only days prior. We think that's a smarter way to run the show. I've made the change. So expect more urgent information coming out. Secondly, I am getting destroyed on iTunes reviews by these people that say Nathan's rude, he's hard hitting, blah, 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 which by the way, I am. It's part of my style. It's what works. The problem is people that love that style never take the time to go leave a five-star review. So I only get one or five-star reviews on iTunes. And right now there's a streak of one-star reviews that is driving me crazy. It would mean the world to me, guys. If you're loving the show, you love how direct I am, you like the style, if you go leave a review on iTunes now, if you do that and tweet it to me, text it to me, email it to me, whatever you want. I'm going to reply with a very special surprise. I think a lot of you guys will really like it is heavy, heavy data oriented. All right. So I appreciate that. Thanks guys. Enjoy the show. Daisy Intel, helping online retailers decide what products to promote, how to do it to drive additional revenue. Seeing a little bit of a pullback right now with the virus, but they raised $15 million to get through it. Burn was a little north of 500 grand a month. They're cutting that burn down to make sure they can live off the cash that they just raised back in September last year, but they still are seeing nice growth up from uh, up 7 million run rate today, up from 4 million just about 18 months ago, hoping to break about 8 million run rate at the end of this year, despite obviously the recession and virus. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Gary Saranverda. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Daisy Intel, which is helping companies optimize operational decision-making. He's a rocket scientist with 25 years experience helping enterprises make hundreds of millions in net income gains using artificial intelligence. His mission is to reduce poverty as companies invest these gains to lowering prices, which lowers costs of living for you. And uh, Gary, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. So artificial intelligence can be a little bit dangerous because there's a lot of marketers and sales guys like me that just throw the term around and doesn't mean anything. So, so walk me through a case study. How is somebody using Daisy Intel? So we're helping them make decisions that are beyond human capability. So in retail, for example, deciding what combination of products to promote every week is beyond human ability because the combinations matter. Customers buy solutions, not products. So if you're making a dinner, like an Italian dinner, you're buying ground beef as the promoted item. Well, customers are going to buy pasta, tomato sauce, bread, milk. So the combination matters. So if you have 50,000 products and you have to choose 2,000 to promote, that's 10 to the power of 3,600 combinations. That's mm -hmm. more than the number of atoms in the universe. So that's where the AI comes in and goes, finds, helps find the optimal combination that's beyond human ability. So we, the idea is you can simulate something you've never seen before. That's the a key defining feature, simulate faster than the pace of time, and you don't have to have historical examples. If you need historical examples, that's called statistics. Interesting. The vast, the vast majority of companies, what they call AI, they just really mean statistics or supervised learning. And is that, is that the real kind of prime use case, which is help, you know, if, if Walmart is going to send an email out to their customer list and they want to give a coupon in the email to drive as much foot traffic, you'll say, okay, um, send out the cereal because you know, if you give a dollar discount on the cereal, they're going to come in and buy milk and these three other things. So it's like upselling, but how to get foot traffic in the door. Yeah, it's that. That's part of one of the use cases. And we do pricing and inventory forecasting, space planning, supply chain. And in insurance, we do fraud detection and underwriting. We do medical diagnosis and healthcare. So really complex decisions that are the computer is applying math beyond a human's ability. 
Okay. Now, when you came back on in October of 2018, you shared that you were founded, you founded the company in 2003 and you were serving about 17 customers then. How many customers are you working with today? We have like 25 customers today, you know, enterprise customers uh, that are, you know, our deal size is quite large, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, um, you know, it's like about 300 K, uh, some of the old deals were, you know, early customers paid very little. So, I mean, recent deals are kind of half a million and up on an annual basis. Okay. Got it. So sweet spot there again, 200, $300,000 sorts of deals yeah. with some that are much larger. Yep. Okay. Very good. And that would, so, I mean, 25 customers times, obviously that ACV, I mean, you've, it sounds like doubled over the past 18 months. Yeah, we've almost doubled in the past 18 months. I mean, the world has gone sideways now, given that retailers are struggling uh, to do supply. I mean, promotions have been frozen, so that's kind of affected our short-term revenue. But I mean, our, we're fortunate that the retail industry in the long-term will be less affected than others. Insurance is less affected than other industries. So I think new sales is kind of stalled, but, uh, and I think we'll preserve the majority of our revenue. So I think we're just, the world is going into pause, hit the pause button, but then we expect to get back on to even faster growth. We were planning to triple in revenue this year based on a series A we just did in September. Mm-hmm. So that uh, I'm doing some back of the napkin math here. You were doing about 4 million at early or beginning 2019. You're at around seven or 8 million run rate yeah. today. Yeah, about 7 million run rate today. And then and we were planning to get to about uh, 1.2 million run rate this uh, by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 1.2 million monthly. So yep. we're going to get to about 17 million by the end of the year. That was a plan. Our first quarter sales were on track to that. And so now it's just been like kind of pause. Yeah. So, so, so let's talk, you just did a recent raise. So let's talk, every founder right now is thinking like, how do I make sure I have enough cash to outlast this? And once I feel comfortable outlasting it, should I actually invest more aggressively now? Cause it's, everything's cheap and it's an opportune time. And these are like the big questions. So let's dive into that for you. You, you raised some additional capital. How much total have you raised now today? Yeah, we raised, um, you know, a total of 15 million today. We did a $10 million raise in September, you know, and so, so that was capital we raised. And so we're kind of, we want that to last. We were planning to do a B round this year in the fall. I think that'll be delayed a bit, but uh, yeah. So the goal was to burn through that money. There was a still came in two tranches. So first tranche was seven million. Second one will be four. It'll actually be eleven million. Uh, but uh, so that that four will be unlocked uh, later this year. And so the goal was to make sure we have cash runway to get to those milestones. The milestones of like uh, eight million and ten million. Those are the milestones for. For tranche two of the of the A and then the B round. So, okay, interesting. So, how much of the seven million that you actually got accepted back in? And it sounds like you also did a five million dollar round with espresso, a debt round on top of the seven, right? So, you had basically twelve million in cash in the bank come in in September. Uh, no, I mean we had it was a uh, topping up an existing credit facility, so we had uh, you know so and it was and there's this five million credit facility based on run rate, so uh, you know we could grow up to five. So we currently have enough cash. Um, you know, we've, you know, we're cutting burn like everybody else. So we've kind of stopped, you know, obviously travel has stopped, which is a big part of what we do traveling to sell and, uh, you know, marketing conferences, stuff like that has stopped. So we've kind of stopped all discretionary spending for the moment, uh, kind of, uh, on the, on the marketing travel front and then the word probably doing some temporary layoffs to, at some point, uh, we're thinking about that, uh, if the world continues to go sideways, just to make sure that the cash will last as long as possible. Yeah. So once you're done kind of right-sizing the company to make it through the virus, how many months of runway do you want to have in the bank? Um, we want to have, uh, you, you know, 12 months with our credit facility. I think it'll be, I mean, the destiny, our destiny will be in our control with our credit facilities as long as we can grow slowly. 
because our credit facilities are a multiple of our revenue. So I think we want to cut the burn back to the place where we can run indefinitely within our credit facilities. But that means we got to get some growth. So yeah, I'm relying on modest growth will allow us to last indefinitely and allow us to get to the place. Uh, you know, so we've built a plan that's back kind of got 18 months runway within our existing credit facilities. Yep. What was burn prior to virus? You took in like 300, 400 grand a month, something like that? Yeah, it was like, it was like 500 grand a month. We were planning to burn, you know, 500 times 12, 6 million, spend 7 million, you know, like leave a bit of buffer there. That was the plan to spend that money. And that would, that would get us to the next round. So, so now we're just dialing that back, you know, dialing yeah. back probably like 200 K a month. So. Yep. And how do you, so, so obviously travel goes out the window. That's the easy thing to cut because no one's traveling. You maybe cut back on some marketing stuff, but how do you make sure you cut, but at the same time, take advantage of online retailers who are going to be growing like crazy right now that might use you more uh, in a recession? Yeah. I mean, so we're doing a lot of campaigns, outbound calling. So, you know, we, we, our inside sales team has got, uh, you know, we've targeted them at a of clients out there and we've had a lot of active deals in the funnel so i think the ones that were very active and close to closing we're still working with those we've just flipped our sales process to be by video like this you know fortunately we're a tech company so doing video meetings is not a big deal uh so we're flipped everything to video and uh continue out there and we're looking for alternative revenue sources we're helping doing some COVID analysis for retail to help them forecast their supply chain, maybe reduce their assortment in the short term so they can have stock on the shelves, how to win back customers that you've lost to the discounters. And so we're doing really low cost one time, say, hey, for a one time fee, we'll do this for you on the belief that on the back end of this, they'll be grateful to us and, and yeah. maybe engage us. So, so we're kind of getting creative and then finding different ways to bring sales in the door. Yeah, that's good. Bring cash in the door. And what's the team size today? How many folks? The team size today is 65 people. Okay. And how many, this sounds like engineering heavy. How many engineers? Engineers are about uh, 22 people. Okay. Got it. And then how many quota carrying sales reps? Uh, eight. Eight. Okay. Very good. That's good. And, and so are you, are, are you seeing, so ignore growth for a second, historical companies that have already been paying you for a year, two years, are you seeing them ask for things like, Hey, can you pause our account? Are you seeing churn spike? Yeah, we're seeing that. Can you pause? Like we've um, some of the retailers, you know, they're making more money. That and then, but even though they're doing doing that, they're not doing promotions. Some of them paused kind of promotions while they're sorting this out. So we've had people pause. Uh, uh, one company paused revenue. One company accelerated a sale. They were liquidating and they did it six months faster. So they sold the company, and so that was kind of a churn. But most of them are continuing, and we're doing other value added services to make sure that. Uh, there's no kind of churn for the for the short term. So mm -hmm. that's interesting. So, so do, what do you think your net revenue retention this year will be? I think our net revenue retention will still be more than a hundred percent. Okay, I think that's that, that's our belief in it because I think we're still going to sell. I think this year is although we I think the, uh, I think we plan to get to you know even in this environment probably eight eight nine million in, in run rate by the end of the year. Yep. Yep. And you shared last time you were on about 10% gross revenue churn annually, 20% expansion for 110% yep. net revenue. You think you'll probably do about the same thing? Yeah, I think we might. I think, uh, you know, like logo churn might be a little more. I mean, our numbers are small. Like we're not a typical because we're an enterprise SaaS. We have a small number of customers. So one customer loss is like 4%, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. And then are you, uh, one, one big thing right now, there's a, a couple of CEOs, CEOs I've interviewed that have credit lines and a couple of those, whether it's a bank or a lender have surprised the CEO a little bit and actually said, Hey, 
I know we agreed to the, uh, we're, we're doing no credit lines anymore. They basically shut off their credit lines. Any concerns with Espresso doing that to you guys? I mean, our goal is to talk to them. We talk to them every week to make yeah. sure that we're on the same page. We've given them a plan that we believe is viable, a plan that shows that if they support us, we're going to be viable. And so I have a hundred percent confidence that we will come through this, this pandemic. And uh, I don't know what the company will look like at the end of that, but, but with the partners that we have, uh, I believe that they'll stay with us and we'll continue to talk to them and work with our investors and we're leveraging the, you know, the Canadian government has some emergency funding and there's some government institutions that help businesses anyway. So we're leveraging everything that's available out there to keep everybody on side and happy and just keep communicating. I think that's key. You just got to talk to your finance partners regularly, give them confidence, let them know what's happening. Hey, you know, pick a plan that you can make and then make it. That gives banks confidence. That's yep. what we're focused on. Very good, Gary. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Favorite business book is still that built to last, good to great. You know, I, I, that was that was a, a really great one that I love from the past. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I'd say not really specifically. I mean, I look at all the big texts. I mean, I read a book about Elon Musk lately, so that was kind of interesting. I kind of I used to think he was a bit of a doofus, but but I think he's I, the reading his book. I got some more insight. I don't think he's as much of a doofus as I thought he was. So that was really interesting. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Daisy? Um, I think the uh, Salesforce sales management tools. I, I think those are great. I love tracking the funnel. That's something I look at every day. So, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Well, I'm getting, I'm getting like six, seven hours of sleep. You know, I think that's. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? I'm married with kids. To divorce, my kids are all grown up, but I'm uh, remarried. How, how many kids? I got three kids. Oh wow! Okay, and how old are you? Me, I'm 54. 54. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, would have started a business a lot sooner. Yep. Guys, there you have it. Daisy Intel, helping online retailers decide what products to promote, how to do it to drive additional revenue. Seeing a little bit of a pullback right now with the virus, but they raised $15 million to get through it. Burn was a little north of 500 grand a month. They're cutting that burn down to make sure they can live off the cash that they just raised back in September last year, but they still are seeing nice growth up from uh, up to 7 million run rate today, up from 4 million just about 18 months ago, hoping to break about 8 million in run rate at the end of this year, despite obviously the recession and virus. Gary, we're rooting for you, man. Thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it.